Do your kids want more Mystery Kids episodes? Are you sick of the same ones playing every single day? Well, we have the perfect place for you. Head over to become a Patreon today. For $5 a month, you'll get two more bonus episodes, plus episodes that are already in Patreon. Episodes like The Deepest Hole on Earth, The Great Emu War in Australia of 1932, The Bombing of Hawaii's Volcano, The Dancing Plague, The Ohio Grassman, and some animal fact episodes about the pangolin, the ai the axolotl, and the taipan, plus much, much more. This makes a wonderful birthday present for your kids and gives you way more to talk about as a family, which is the whole point of the Mystery Kids podcast. So for $5 a month, you can get two more bonus episodes plus all the past episodes. To become a patron, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Mystery Kids Pod and sign up today. Thank you so much for your support. On today's episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast, we'll be talking about mermaids. Welcome to Mystery Kids Podcast. 2009 was an interesting time for the locals and tourists of an Israeli town called Kiret Yam. There had been many sightings of what's known as a mermaid. One was named Shalomo Cohen, was the first to identify this mysterious creature as a mermaid. He said, I was with friends when suddenly we saw a woman lying on the sand in a weird way. At first, I thought she was just another sunbather, but when we approached, she jumped into the water and disappeared. We were all shocked because we saw she had a tail. At least five of us saw it, and we could not believe it. During this time, at least a dozen witnesses separately had reported seeing this mermaid. The mermaid is said to resemble a cross between a fish and a young girl who only appears at sunset. It performs a few tricks for onlookers before she disappears into the night. Town decided to make a reward. The government has offered a $1 million reward for the first person to photograph the creature. Town spokesperson believes that it is money well spent. I believe if there really is a mermaid, then so many people will come to Kiryat Yem. A lot more money will be made than a million dollars. And of course, if the mermaid does not exist, perhaps it's a hoax or an optical illusion or a mis- misperception of a known animal, then the town's reward money will remain safe, while the economy will still benefit from the influx of tourists vying to get a photo that will leave them set for life. It really isn't clear what people are saying. Although the power of the imagination is really strong, um, identifying animals in the water, especially at nighttime when there's a sunset and the sun may be behind them, it can be very difficult to tell what type of animals it might be, let alone a mythological animal. In folklore, a mermaid is an aquatic creature with a head and an upper body of a female human and the tail of a fish. Mermaids appear in folklores across many cultures worldwide, including Europe, Asia, and Africa. Mermaids are sometimes associated with perilous events such as flood, storms, shipwrecks, and drowning. In other folk traditions, they can be benevolent or beneficent, uh, bestowing boons or falling in love with the humans. A male equivalent, so a boy mermaid, is called a merman, and it's also seen throughout folklore. 
So what we may know as mermaids today, mostly coming across to America or in Europe, might have been influenced by the sirens of Greek mythology, which were originally half bird-like, but came to be pictured as half fish-like in the Christian era. So sirens were known in Greek mythology as dangerous creatures who lured nearby sailors with their enchanting music and singing voices to shipwreck on the rocky coast of their island. It's also said they could even charm the winds. Some Roman poets placed them on the small islands called Serenium Scopoli. So these sirens would sing out to the people and it would usually cause the men that were sailing on the ships to come to them and crash on the rocks and drown to their death. Although they have been seen originally as bird-like, over the years they became known as half fish, half woman. So that is what they believe that mermaids originated from. Even Christopher Columbus, during his exploration of the Caribbean, may have seen a sighting of mermaids, although they believe it was manatees or some similar aquatic animals that he might have seen. There's no evidence that the mermaids exist outside of folklore. We will never know what Christopher Columbus actually saw because there was no cameras during that time. The word mermaid is a compound word of the word mare, M-E-R-E, which means sea, and maid, M-A-I-D, which means a girl or a young woman. Um, An equivalent term was also known as a mere whiff. They are conventionally depicted as beautiful women with long flowing hair. In Mesopotamia, they actually did see the evidence of mermaids as well in their literature. Um, They usually were depicted as mere men instead of mermaids. The name for the mermaid figures may have been Kulitu, which means fish woman. The first known mermaid stories appeared in Assyria, 1000 BC, while the goddess Atargus, the mother of the Assyrian queen, loved a mortal and she unintentionally killed him. She was so ashamed that she jumped into a lake and took the form of the fish, but the waters could not conceal her divine beauty. That Thereafter, she took the form of a mermaid, human above the waist and fish below. In the Norman Chapel in Durham Castle, which is located in Durham, England, which was built around 1078, has what was probably the earliest surviving artistic depiction of what a mermaid might have looked like in England. It's called the Mermaid Chair, and it is carved into wood and has the depiction of a mermaid. So mermaids appeared in British folklore as unlucky omens. They were both foretelling disasters and they were provoking disasters. In Western Europe, there was a freshwater mermaid-like creature called Melusuni. She is sometimes depicted with two fish tails or with the lower body of a serpent. You all should know the story of The Little Mermaid, right? Although it is a little bit different than the movie Little Mermaid, it was actually written by Hans Christian Andersen. And there's actually a world-famous statue that is in Copenhagen, Denmark, that's been there since 1913. There's actually 13 other locations around the world that have this similar statue, with half of them in North America. 
In Eastern Europe, there is what's known as the Rusalakas. They are the Slavic counterpart of the Greek sirens and the naiads, which naiads are the type of female spirit or nymph that presides over the fountains, wells, springs, steams, brooks, and other bodies of fresh water. Now, they are known to be the ghosts of young women who died an untimely death. They are known to haunt any freshwater area and to live underwater. In China, merfolk are mentioned. I'm not even going to try to say the name of it, but it's called the, in English, it's called the Classic of Mountain and Seas. It's a compilation of Chinese geography and mythology dating from the fourth century. They're also known as shark people. There was actually a sighting in China in 1730. There was actually two accounts concerning mermaids. The first was a man who captured a mermaid, or also what's known as a sea woman, on the shore. She looks human in every respect, except that her body's covered with fine hair of many colors. She cannot talk, but he takes her home, and then he marries her. So after his death, the mermaid returns to the sea where she was found. In the second story, a man sees a woman lying on the beach while his ship was anchored offshore. On closer inspection, her feet and hands appear to be webbed. She is carrying water and expresses her gratitude towards the sailors before she swims away. In Japan, it means human fish in translation. And it usually means that it's human female part fish. But... It actually is known as being not really like a mermaid, but it's more like got the head of a female and the fish of the body. So instead of having the torso or the upper half of the body, it just has the head of a female. That's what's known in Japan as a mermaid or human fish. There's also stories in Southeast Asia and Hinduism. In Africa, um, it's known as mommy water or mammy water, mother of the water. They're water spirits um, in West Central and Southern Africa. In Zimbabwe in Africa, they are believed to be solitary and they occupy one body of water. They can be benevolent or malicious. So that means they can be good or they can be bad. And angry um, nijitsu, that's what they're called in Zimbabwe, may be blamed for unexpected misfortunes such as bad weather and a sudden disappearance of people. So if a person goes missing near a lake that they think a nijitsu, and they are able to obtain the person's release where the local elders will brew beer as an offering and ask the creature to return the person alive. So the person that's seeking the relief should not cry or shed any tears. And if the creature releases the person, he or she will become what's regarded as a non Nanajai or a traditional healer. So they'll have the knowledge of herbs, medicinal plants, and cures. Very interesting. So back to Christopher Columbus. So he was sailing off the coast of Hispaniola, um, which is an island of the Caribbean, Caribbean that's part of the Greater Antilles. So it's the most popular island in the West Indies. So he was sailing off the coast and he actually took an account where he spotted three sirens or mermaids, which he said were not as beautiful as they were represented. So due to some masculine features in their faces, but they really consider that they saw manatees, not mermaids. 
So before I get to a really popular sighting in 2009, I wanted to talk about some hoaxes that happened back in the day involving mermaid. So one of the most like notorious mermaid hoax or lie that was told was called the Fiji mermaid. It was exhibited in London in 1822, and later it was brought to America by P.T. Barnum in 1842. It's also been known as Barnum's Mermaid. Um, That's what a lot of newspapers called it. And although it was called a mermaid, it was actually traced back to be manufactured or made by Japanese fishermen. Some of the best footage we had was recorded in 2009 by some boys that were in Israel at the time. So they recorded that they saw this thing sitting on top of a rock. And it's still not sure whether it's a seal or a mermaid. So I encourage you to go look at the video, which I put the video on our website. I will have that linked in the show notes so you can check that out for this episode. You can see all the pictures and then you can go look up this video for yourself and decide what do you think? Do you think it's a real video? Do you think it's a hoax? Do you think it was just a seal that they happened to catch? I really want to know your opinions on this video and maybe I'll even be able to post it on our Instagram as well. So we might not know if mermaids are real or not. We don't have all the evidence to prove that they're real. But if you would like to become a mermaid, you actually can. It's a dream that many young people have. They want to become a mermaid. Well, it's possible to become that. You can go to Aqua Aqua Mermaid. It's a company that provides swim lessons and an educational content on YouTube and through blog articles. And they teach adults and kids how they can become mermaids. They even sell tails. So why would you want to become a mermaid? Okay, so which means you slip on a tail, not becoming a real mermaid. But anyone can join regardless of if they're a girl, um, if they're young or old, anyone can become a mermaid. So what are some good things about becoming a mermaid? It's really good exercise, especially for your core muscles. It's a really fun activity. It helps with your mental health. It gives you confidence. It's a sport. You can actually compete as a mermaid. You can attend fun events and you can become a professional mermaid and make money at it. I would love to know what you think, if mermaids are real or not. Go ahead and comment on our Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. Our Instagram is at the Mystery Kids Podcast. So next week, we actually will not have a regular episode. Usually, I put our episodes out on Thursday, and I will not have one next week. I will be at a retreat, so I won't be able to do it. But if you are part of our Patreon, you will get a bonus episode next week. I'm actually going to talk about the deepest hole on earth. I'm really excited to talk about this. So make sure you become a Patreon for $5 a month that supports our podcast and you get bonus content through there. Make sure to live us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And thank you so much for listening to the Mystery Kids Podcast. Make sure to share it with your friends and we'll see you next time on the Mystery Kids Podcast. Thanks for listening.